Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counselor and sexologist, facilitator of all things turn on, author of permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself, especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and lift the veil. These are the secrets women keep. Hello, and welcome to the secrets women keep. I am your host and confidant, Lauren White, and today we are delving deep into an edgy topic. More specifically, we are delving into your edges. I'm going to explain what an edge is, but I have to say, (laughs) I love this topic. It is pure fire. It runs through my heart and my body and my soul on a daily basis. I'm always feeling into this and enjoying it and relishing it. And naturally, when I enjoy something, when I get pleasure from something, when I relish something, I want you to have the same experience. Your edges, what is an edge? Edge is a very personal growth term. And when I was first exposed to it, it would have been 10 years ago now, more than 10 years ago, but where I really got to enjoy and understand and learn more and more importantly embody what an edge is was through my training with the Institute of Somatic Sexology where I did a certificate of sexological bodywork. All of that is about using your understanding of your sexual blueprint and your landscape and your own map in order to inform where it is that you will next learn, what method will show you where you can learn more about yourself and expand. And this is the point. Expansion is the point. If being where you are feels like you are stuck and you aren't moving and you don't have momentum, This is where edges come into effect. What I really learned from that certificate, amongst many things, it still moves through my work to this day. What I really learned is that an edge is a beautiful precipice that you play on. What we want for your next learning edge is we don't want you to try and leap so far ahead that you go what we call over your edge. We don't want you to try to move so fast and so far from where you are to feel like you're shocked or jolted or at worst traumatized by doing something new and something outside of your comfort zone. We don't want that. So in the work, we say we want you to meet your edge. We want you to play on your edge, but we don't want you to go over your edge. 
that's not going to be helpful for learning. It's not going to be helpful for your nervous system and it's not going to catapult your expansion at all. What will probably happen if you go well over your edge is that you will contract, you will retract and all you learn from that is that it's not safe and I'll talk about safety in a moment, is it's not safe for you to do new things. We don't want that. What we do want is for you to get to this really beautiful sweet spot where you feel stretched and you're exploring and you're in new territory, but you're not stepping out of your own consent. You're not being forced or pressured to do something against your will or your want. If you saw meeting your edges as a number scale of zero to 10, the sweet spot of meeting your edge is about seven and a half to eight out of 10. That's the spot we're going for. Anything over eight, you're probably stepping into the territory of trauma, being hurt, being harmed, and that could be that harm being inflicted upon yourself, it's not going to be conducive to learning and enriching your experience of who you are and what you stand for. When you go over that eight out of 10, maybe even eight and a half out of 10, you emerge muddled, confused, shocked. That's not what we want for your growth. What we want is you going, I was so nervous, but I did it and I feel fantastic. We want that feel good feeling at the end that isn't possible from you doing what is what you already know and what's already familiar to you. So keep that scale of zero to 10 in your mind. Anything that's under that seven kind of range from zero to six is a form of comfort zone. You know it, it feels straightforward, it like there's no real mystery in it, you know what to expect, it is going through the motions. And that has its place. It's not like the comfort zone is a bad thing. What we want from your comfort zone is for it to be a safe, supportive space of rest and relaxation, and restoration, and even integration. Mm. And let's map out that zero to 10 again. We've got your comfort zone from zero to six. We've got your edge, your learning edge from about seven to eight and a half out of 10. And anything over that, you're going over your own edge where there's a risk that there will be harm or trauma or something that could psychologically or even physically set you back through some sort of injury. We don't want that. You can still play with everything that you are, your shadows, your secret desires, all of that. You can play with that in that seven to eight and a half out of 10 when you have the right guide and the right context and the right conditions. 
but that is very personal. So now you know what your edge is. You can ask yourself, does this feel like seven out of 10 for me? Is there an electrical charge to it? Is it feeling stretchy to me? Is it feeling novel to me? That's how you know that you're about to meet an edge. How you know it's time to meet an edge is that you are doing things the exact same way every single day. You know what's coming next. You're just, you're going through the motions. That might be well-deserved respite after a big surge or a big output of energy in your life and your work or recovery from illness. There comes a point that going through the motions has you operating from a place of boredom and detachment. They're not really edgy places to dwell in. A little bit of boredom is good for new creations to come through, really dulling down the our sensory input so that we can receive something. Where you're not meeting any edges by being bored is when you're apathetic and you shrug your shoulders and you say, I don't care. You say, whatever. All of those signs are pointing to the fact that you've become complacent with yourself. And when you become complacent, you're not really living life and really experience experiencing its meatiness and its juiciness. So you can do it for so long. It will become uncomfortable though, just living and dwelling in that comfort zone. What will happen is the same things will just keep playing out on a loop because you're not there instigating a shift or a change or intercepting. This episode is a call to intercept if you've been cruising along. Before we go on to talk about ways that you can meet your edges, I need to do a bit of a disclaimer. You being perpetually stressed is not you meeting your edges. I have confused these in the past. You being perpetually on edge is not you meeting your edges. Why? Because you're not learning. What you're doing is reinforcing a belief that you have to be switched on all the time or a lot of the time that it's not safe for you to leave a stress loop, that that is your status quo. That is not you meeting an edge. That is you being complicit in the continuation of a pattern where you're not learning. You're reinforcing a belief, but you're not actually learning. You're not growing. You're not moving out of it. So if you are perpetually stressed, do not confuse that for I'm constantly growing. Stress will inhibit how much new information you take in and stress will inhibit the laying down of the pathways of that new information so it's integrated and a part of you. If you find yourself saying 
Yeah, I know, I know, I know. That doesn't mean that you know deep in your body. That just means that your head has heard that information before. Doesn't mean that it's integrated and instilled that as wisdom. Big, big, big difference. So for you, stress, perpetual stress could well be a sign that you're ready to meet a new edge. And here's a twist. For you, resting might be your edge. I am someone who moves very fast. I am, I have Vata energy, so it's very, it moves quickly and I'm, it can be flighty and, yeah, and like running through things quickly and wanting to, wanting to get to the place as quick as possible. So for me, it's not necessarily about moving faster in my learning edges. It's actually about slowing down. And that can be so edgy when you just want what you want when you want it. I want you to know you can have both. This isn't about denying yourself what you want when you want it. For you though, If you move as quick as me and you like to skip steps to just get to the thing that you want, for you, resting might be an edge. Like tuning out might be an edge. Getting, like living offline for a while might be an edge. Not being contactable might be an edge. This is what really turns me on about edges. It's not the same for everyone. It's so personal. It's so bespoke and that's why I love delivering and doing what I do with my clients because I know that we can have a very powerful conversation and that one experience I create for one of my clients is not going to be replicated with another client because that's not their edge. It has to be personal And it has to be that sweet spot of that seven to eight and a half out of 10. So keep that range in mind for yourself and keep asking the very powerful question of, is this my seven to eight and a half out of 10? I want to share with you how you decide what you do when you've recognized that you're bored, you're in apathy, you're just going through the motions, or you're in perpetual stress and you need to know what's on the other side of that. How do you decide what you should do? How do you then work out what practitioner or what body of work to approach? How do you know what to do? I'm so glad you asked. I believe that everything that you choose to do when you meet a new edge, should have a bodily component. It should have a somatic component. Therapy might be an edge for you. And if it is, great. Find someone who can work with you and your bodily, physical, somatic responses. You will only get so far if you're only being spoken to through your mind and then speaking from your mind. It's going, the process is going to take a lot longer if your body isn't a part of the conversation and changing and augmenting your responses to your body. If that is not involved, your growth and your, the edges that you meet will be limited. This is my personal experience 
this is what I stand for. I do both. I love the talk and I love the somatic work as well. And when you work with someone who can blend them expertly to have you access what you want when you want it and to have you stepping to the next point you know you need to be at but you aren't able to get there on your own, oh, that is powerful. And it's fascinating and equally frustrating to me that so many people do not work with the body. And it's also frustrating to me that people say that they work with the body and they haven't met any edges in their body. That's a point of frustration for me. (laughs) You need to work with someone who has done the work on themselves, is doing the work on themselves and has been in their body and is in their body. Do not just go for someone because they chuck the word embodiment into their social media posts or into their copy, whatever. It doesn't mean anything if you look at them and you don't feel that they are the thing that they are encouraging you to step into. There needs to be that congruence and needs to all match up. And if for some reason in your mind it doesn't match up, trust that and find a reputable source where it does all match up. So when it comes time to meeting your edges, you're probably going to want to do some personal growth work. You're going to want to walk alongside someone who has already done the thing, who has been there before, and you're going to want to be mentored by them. This part is really personal. You might want a group situation. You might want a retreat. You might want one-to-one and that ultimate privacy and discretion. It's up to you what feels like it will give you what it is that you're looking for. There's pros and cons to all of them. Pros of group work is that you receive extra learning from hearing about what other people are experiencing and being able to connect with that. Con is that you usually don't get any one-to-one time, or if you do, it's limited. With one-to-one, it's wonderful to just get exactly what you want when you want it. The limitation of one-to-one is that you don't get that group support and humans love being in groups. We just, we're very drawn to it. It feels very natural for us, that sense of belonging. And the way that I reconceptualize that with one-to-one is that we're a group of two when you work with me. This is the group. This is the container. Pros and cons, it's very personal. My best advice is go where you are going to get the most expansion and you can chop and change. You can do one-to-one for a while. You can do group for a while. You can do a retreat. You can mix it up. It's not like this is the only thing that you will ever do to meet your edges. Just know that your heart already knows what is the best fit for you and trust that put the investment aside, don't lowball yourself and go for something quote unquote cheaper if you really need the high-end one-to-one. 
go where you're going to get the most out of it because that will be what has you activated, what has you moving through and breaking through to get to new ground. Here are some mistakes that I see people make when it comes to meeting your edges. You are not meeting your edges if you are always choosing what feels that easy. Easy is not meeting an edge. Resigning with the same person where it just feels comfortable is not meeting an edge. You need to pause and really, really consider have I expanded? Am I expanding? And is the person, the mentor, the practitioner you're working with, are they expanding? Are you witnessing them change? Are you witnessing them evolve? They should not be the same person that you started working with a year, two years, three years ago. You sh- there should be a concurrent evolution for both of you. That bit is controversial. I stand by it. If I'm not growing, I am not going to be at my best. I'm not going to be congruent with you growing. I want you to expect growth and evolution and upgrades as a natural unfolding of your life. I am not one and done when I've done a mentoring container, when I've been on a retreat. That is not, that is not it and I'm done. Tick the box. I am expecting for my own life and my own existence that investing in my growth, in in my expansion is a given. It is just now a part of my life. So for you, if it feels easy, then you're in that zero to six comfort zone. You should feel a little bit tested and stretched and, oh, I hadn't thought about things that way before. There should be an exp- a very gentle, unfurling expansion happening. The second mistake I see people make with edges is that they're asking other people to do things that they're not willing to do for themselves. Stop doing this. Stop being lazy and not doing the work on yourself. I don't care if you did it 10 years ago, you're out of touch. You need to go back in and find your edges for yourself so that when you share with your clients, your friends, whoever you are in contact with, you are congruent. You are the thing. You have your finger on the pulse of what it's like to feel that trepidation, to feel that sense of, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm here for it. To ask that question of, I know who I am and I want to find out more. What else is there? You need to be asking that of yourself. So if you are in business, any type of service-based business, especially, you need to be dipping your own, not just dipping your toe, but putting your whole body in the water as well and meeting your own edges. So stop asking other people to do what you're not willing to do yourself. It is out of line and it's not fair to your clients. You need to be totally congruent and then their results are going to be mirrored from your congruence. Okay, it goes it goes both ways. The third thing that I see people 
making mistakes with when it comes to edges is that they're going full throttle. They're going full throttle with edge dwelling and they've not realized that they've actually gone over their edge because they've gotten addicted to the chase. They've gotten addicted to the rush of having a breakthrough and they just keep going back for more without acknowledging the power of integration and stepping back and rest. That part is just as important as you meeting your edges. So everything that you do where you meet edges, you need to account for rest, integration, recalibration. You can't just keep hopping from mentor to mentor, experience to experience without the pause. I've seen it happen before and what evolves is you don't know you don't know what you think anymore you don't know what you believe you are a mishmash of ideas you're a mishmash of random quotes from your mentors and what they've said and you lose your voice and when you lose your voice you lose your power i'm a very all killer no filler kind of woman i always appreciate quality over quantity so go all in on something do it well, reflect on what you've gained from that, pause, rest. And if you recognize that you have another edge to be met, then look at the next thing. Watch out for lots of overlap, lots of different experiences. It gets messy. And what happens is you're not felt as a clear channel. You're not felt in your clarity because there's too much input. Do one thing, do it well, go to high quality sources. Don't go for lots of low price offers and overlap them. And I'm with this mentor and don't be a junkie. Go for the high grade, high quality option and walk away knowing exactly what you received and exactly how that learning has been integrated and alchemized into knowing. That's what matters. I trust that this episode has activated you to meet your edges, to take the next brazen step into meeting all of yourself, your power, your authority, your turn on, your passion, all of it. If you are a female founder who has noticed that things are ticking along, but you've become complacent, you've become a little bit stale, it's time for you to meet new edges within yourself. Your personal growth is the key to your business growth. So if you know that more is possible for you, I invite you into the most bespoke, discreet, one-to-one container with me, the world's foremost confidant to women, as your guide. This is not for the faint at heart. This is not for women who want to live in cruise control or those that think that mainstream is enough. Everything we do is spacious, personal, luxurious, and all in the name of you embodying the new femme waves 
of life and work in your business brand and the bedroom. To receive my full attention on your growth and expansion, indulge in the application form in the show notes. Thank you.